0: Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walchef from Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are recording Above the Butcher Shop with Derek Marceau. We're here at Valley Farm Market, and we are tech the fuck out.
1: We are. This is pretty cool. <laughs> already learning a lot, man. Getting Holy some new shit. shit and uh, <laughs>
2: Learning and buying, right? Buying.
1: buying um, you've already dropped like the 800 most... <laughs> bucks since we showed up. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> this <is> the most expensive <laughs> lunch you've ever given away. Yay. It was,
2: it was lunch <laughs> and $800 in cameras.
1: Yeah. And then we got a, a ton of um, construction going on outside, so that's I like always that. exciting. I like that. Gives me anxiety about the parking.
0: Yes. About what you if, it makes do? You, if it makes you feel any better, I get anxiety about your parking as well.
1: It's rough. It's rough. We're doing an upgrade of a 400 amp panel to an 800 amp panel to get more amperage in here. And we're going to put a kitchen in eventually. And to do that, we had a trench across the street and doing that they're in my parking lot blocking everything. So I just stay away. Those jerks. If I don't see it, then it's not happening. <laughs>
0: Well, for those of you first time tuning in, uh, we appreciate it. This is a business and digital marketing podcast as seen through the eyes of barbecue owners. Uh, Derek and I are very fortunate to have grown a long way because of barbecue. Barbecue has given us many gifts, and uh, part of what we want to do every week is bring in people that are doing some really cool shit. And, you know, the, pod- the podcast intro, which has been a topic of discussion over the last couple weeks. Um, last,
1: I mean... Since we started, it, so since it's been since that we started. It. <laughs> it's
3: no um, joke.
0: That's just, the, that's a voicemail from a former business partner of mine, uh, before we opened up the restaurant. And we find it important to deal with the real shit that entrepreneurs have to deal with. Um, everything's not always sexy. And, you know, when we were in college learning about business, uh, you certainly don't get personalities like that and those are the things we actually really have to deal with a- you no know, it
1: is it's it's serious too like we're talking about the the upgrade in the for the panel you know i was supposed to just be able to get a service upgrade and they're gonna shoot it right in and it's gonna be done it's gonna cost me about twenty thousand bucks for the new hardware and then they figured out they were tapped and they had to go across the street and do all this stuff and that turned into you know a six-figure upgrade and it's like that shit you just don't Six-figure,
0: yeah, that wasn't in the fucking budget. No, it
1: wasn't in the budget, and um, luckily I sold my soul and uh, <laughs> and we're your, truck. Be, we're be and to your truck. We're yeah. gonna be able to get it. Done.
0: He's walking around Troy Street. <laughs> yes, uh, this is a really exciting episode. I mean, I don't think we've ever been so fucking teched out, and you know, we we love technology. Uh, you know, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, email. Doesn't matter how you heard, get a hold of us. I heard Derek us.
2: like Snapchat for a very particular reason. Derek dick loves pics. dick pics. <laughs> big,
1: big on dick pics. So, so where can you send those dick pics? <laughs> yeah. Uh? <laughs> exactly. No, you know, I never knew what it was about. Honestly, I've always just heard. Know my employees, <laughs> the younger generation talking about what what Snapchat's all about, and um, but yeah, now now I'm on.
2: And I don't think it was created for that reason. I heard that I heard you talking about that last episode. Yes. I don't think it was created for that reason. I think it was just adapted for that reason. Sure.
0: For, so. An- for Anthony Weiner, right? <laughs> no,
3: no, he I wishes don't... he wishes. <laughs> yeah, he wish it was a Snapchat. Yeah.
0: Well, today we have uh, Kyle Whistle and Brian Kochi from uh, Whistle Realty. And these guys are doing fucking things that we talk about. They are the Gary V's of real estate. Not only that, but they just got back from Gary V's age of 21, 2021. And you guys are no bullshit. I mean, seriously, we're Facebook live on, on Kyle's page, his own branded page (laughs) He has his own realty company. He has his own East County eats, which is really what we're going to dive into is, uh, Probably my favorite story came from uh, Craig Broderick about when his episode, Brody, who we had on this podcast, and Craig's a hoop Just in Craig's general. fucking hilarious, but he told us, he's like, I can't believe this fucking real estate guy. Yeah. Like he came over and he asked if, you know, he could film a video of my business. And, Thinking
1: outside the box.
0: Yeah. And he's like, I couldn't fucking believe it. I was like, aren't, why are you selling houses? Why are you coming in here to film my burgers? Right. Why are you guys doing that? Welcome to behind the smoke. Let's, let's, uh, let's give us a little bit of insight of why the fuck you guys are (laughs) doing what you're doing.
2: I'm doing it because Kyle's paying me to do it. And I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So for anybody
4: who missed the, uh, not safe for work warning on this, you've now been indoctrinated to what behind the smoke is all about. Um, Yeah, we want to do things different than everybody else. I mean, that's just our style at Whistle Realty. We don't like to go out there and be like every other realtor. I can't stand it when they get on TV and it's like, I'm the best, use me, I'm not applying. For a job, or I don't know what the hell it is. I'm not bragging. I'm applying for a job. Like the typical realtor is just so cheesy, so salesy. Uh, yeah, so like, salesy. Like I think if you family. look at like you know the <laughs> top five least respected jobs, like realtors are often in that conversation. And like that's not just the way that we want to be looked at. We don't want to be looked at as salespeople. So we just wanted to come at it a different approach to really get in front of people in a way that they actually like, as opposed to despising. And so, um, three years ago, I hired Brian. He's a full-time videographer on our team. Um, been one of the best additions we've ever had. And once Brian the came best. on board, <laughs> that's best. Um, so initially, <laughs> top Brian five. Was, top top five. yeah, yeah. Like top, top 40. <laughs> hires I've ever made. Um, and, uh, Brian was shooting all of our photos for our listings. He was shooting videos for our listings and that was cool, but I had him full time. And so we had to come up with some like fun things to do, how to leverage him, how to leverage, you know, what we do in this industry. And we're a small mom and pop real estate company and we're out here in East County and we're thinking about all these businesses in East County. And, you know, a lot of them are mom and pop businesses. That's one of the things we love about East County. And so we were trying to think of like, how can we give back to these businesses? And the way we came up with it is just to go out there and do a really badass video showcasing who these businesses are, who are the people behind these businesses, why should people go to these businesses, so so that we can actually provide value to people as opposed to just like, I'm the best, use me, buy with me, sell with me, top dollar, all that bullshit that everybody else comes out there and says. Like, Let's just be valuable to the community. Let's give back to the community. Let's show people what makes East County so badass.
2: My favorite catchphrase, so to speak, kind of spinning off of Gary Vee is my favorite thing is saying content, not commercials. So everyone's doing commercials about this. Is how good I am. This is how good I am. People will call me up. Hey, how much for a commercial? I'm not your guy. Um, but we really want to provide content, provide value, which is all regurgitated Gary Vee stuff. But well, we're-
0: let, let's talk about how did you, uh, where, where, where did the origin story come? Why, why the videographer full time?
2: Um,
4: I mean, was there, I pop- just know videos a future. So Google, Facebook, they're all saying at this point that 80 plus percent of the content is going to be consumed in 2019 is going to be video. And 2019 is less than a year away now. Right. So video really is the future. We kind of had the uh, foresight for that a couple years ago. We were doing some basic video shooting off webcams and stuff like that. And it was cool. But I just wanted a higher level image of what we do. I wanted that quality to really go to that next level. And I knew that I was never going to be able to do it myself. I tried to shoot some of my own videos. I tried to learn how to edit videos. And I just realized, like, that's not my highest and best use of time. And I'd rather bring somebody in that's an expert in that field. And that's how we came across Brian.
0: How many people interviewed for the job?
3: Probably, Probably like
4: uh, yeah. We started with like half a million, and then we went through a narrowing down process to about four. Um, but what was cool about Brian is literally he interviewed with me the first time, and I told him some of the stuff we we're gonna do that we do drone shots, all that stuff. And between the first and second interview, he literally signed up and learned how to fly drones. Like he signed up for a class learning how to fly drones before he was ever even hired. And so I saw that he had that thirst for knowledge that he wanted to learn things. And I thought that was really cool. That was one of the things that really made him stand out. Do
0: you have a real estate background?
2: So my dad is a real estate broker, but I was never really involved (laughs) in it.
0: That sounds like Groundhog Day. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, my, my dad moves piano. So therefore, I'm a piano. I can play the piano. You're right.
2: Yeah. No. So I... But no, I don't really have a background in, in real estate. But you impressed
0: um, him enough for him to bring you on.
2: Yeah, um, I, I, my side of the story is I interviewed and then I'd say I bugged Kyle for a month until he hired me. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it was I was doing a online community management for a voice over IP app company, kind of like Google Voice. Um, and so that was cool because I was still uh, managing a community and building that. But when I heard there was a potential full time. Photo video job available that really was what I was doing on the weekends and nights and so being able to do that full time was really interesting to me. Um, Getting out from behind the computer every day was something really appealing to me. So that's really what what piqued my interest to it.
1: I think it's cool to to listen about you know what you guys are doing and how you guys are being innovative and also Kyle understanding you know I had to go through the same thing that you're going through where. There's things that I can do at work, but I'm not going to be the best at. So to get a group in, and it takes a lot of humility to say, okay, I can't do this. Let me delegate this and and give it to somebody else. And it just brings so much more to your company and it continues to let you grow. And what you guys are talking about, the added value that you can give your consumers is what they're going to soak up. So if you can add, you know where to eat, tell these people about the community, show them that you're already invested in this community is another reason why they're going to want to go with you in in the, the real estate business.
4: Yeah, it's been really cool. When we go do an open house now or we do an event out in the community, people show up and it's like we're already in a relationship with each other, right? Because they've watched video after video that we've done where initially we did all different types of businesses. We did the chiropractor. We did the uh, fitness studio, we did the gym, we did the coffee shop, we did every business all across Santee. We called that first series Santee Saturdays. And we did 100 episodes of that show. It was really fun. And then we finally got to the point, Santee is only 50-something thousand-person city, so we started running out of places to do. Right. And so we kind of took a look back and thought about which videos did the best, you know, over the 100 videos that we did. And almost every top-performing video had to do with food. Was there it was one a week? Always, we did one a week for 100 weeks. Wow. So basically two years. We hey, did an episode every single commitment. week. Yeah, which was really, really cool. And what then we looked There was a couple
2: back. that, that <laughs> happened on Friday. There was one that happened on Saturday. There, 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 was, there was some stuff.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we looked back and we realized that the food videos always did the best of all the different businesses.
2: And to give some numbers real quick, the best video for Santee Saturdays on Facebook did 29,000 views. It was Mary's Donuts. They've been there for... 60 years they're moving locations there was a lot of talk of if they're going to close or not so that was the best video we did for santee saturdays in terms of views
0: yeah i think one of the things to give our listeners a a more of a context san diego county east county is the stepchild that is always ignored i mean there's there's never a time when we're when we're in san diego magazine like literally if it's east of the five like forget about getting out to spring valley el cajon you know all these places but there's people, hardworking people and businesses, you know, like Derek shop. I mean, since 19, what, 56, 1956, these guys have been serving the community and just doing incredible things. And the fact that you guys were forward thinking to go out there and highlight that, I mean, that speaks fucking volumes.
1: We have to realize, I mean, there's, Everyone's going to have to start moving east. I mean, the prices of homes. Out Everyone west, is moving east. Yeah. And everyone's coming this way. You're starting they to can't see. can't
2: move much west of the, of the oceans. So. Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> it's
1: just, it's so damn expensive. There's, I mean, these homes out there are millions and millions of dollars. And I mean, I can't afford that. So I, I go out, you know, east where I can get a little bit more land. I have two boys, one on the way, and it's just somewhere where I, you know, I have an acre and a half. Kids can ride their quads around. I grew up. Catching crawdads and creeks and running around barefoot forever. I mean, Mike, I want my kids to do the same thing. So the only place I could do that was out in Hamul to have we're some La Jolla. More, Yeah. You're just get yeah, a little, exactly, little, exactly. A little
2: acre there. <laughs> yeah. So
1: it's, uh, it's exciting and we're getting more businesses that are understanding the same concept. You go downtown, <clears throat> you try to put in a restaurant. I mean, I think it's a 87% fail rate for restaurants downtown. I mean, it's saying something because the leases are so high. You got to start coming West a little bit or East a little bit. And then you start to see all these flourishing businesses, these new, um, you know, what's the, the Italian place that just opened up in lemon Grove. That's killing it. Um, but people like, you know, yeah, I yeah mean, we it, just shot them. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah, 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 I'm, uh, episode 45. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they're killing it, you know, and it's, I know they didn't want to be in, in Lemon Grove at first, and but it's it just makes sense. And everyone's coming out this way. And I think you're going to see a lot of people and a lot of great things coming on out uh, in East County.
0: I mean, one of the things that we talk about frequently, I mean, it location, location, location is the real estate mantra and the mantra for opening up a restaurant. You want to be in a high traffic location, but that was back when digital marketing wasn't what it is. You know, what the fuck's happened in the last 10 years? It's mind blowing to think that, our first, one of the first ad spends that we did was in a yellow pages. That's because you had to be in the yellow pages. I mean, I'm that fucking old, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, there's yellow pages and you're like, what is that? Like, exactly. What is that? I mean, now we have Yelp, we have, you know, Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, we have all these different ways and these tools to highlight our story and what we're doing. And you guys have thought outside of the box and it's not about whistle realty. It's about community.
4: Totally. Yeah. It's just fun to be able to give back too. Cause I know, I know I've looked at buying restaurants and the profit <laughs> so margins do that?
3: <laughs> are insane.
4: Like more power to you guys Insanely for doing it. it. Yes. Insanely. They're, they're not compared to what we're used to in real estate. They are not the most attractive margins. But what we learned is that the people that do want to run restaurants and own restaurants, they're not doing it for the money. 99% of the time you're not getting filthy rich off running a restaurant. Let's be honest. You're really doing it because you have a love for the food. You have a passion for serving people and you have a passion for just, you know, that community feel that you get when you own a restaurant. And so we know that with the margins that a lot of these restaurants are running at, like you can't afford to do some of the stuff. Like to do a video like we do, if we were to do that, outside of East County Eats, Brian V 1500 bucks, 2 yeah. grand, yep. I mean it would be Easy. easily, you know. Easy.
0: We've been pitched at my, like we we've, we've been pitched yeah. by even like companies like Google where they have a third party company that would come up and tell us, "Oh, hey, we'll do this for you, optimize your page, but here's your check."
3: Yeah,
4: so you know, you know here, we here's know that we're that's going to have to pay. Yeah, that's not just in the cards for most restaurants. And so with us being a Mom and Pop real estate company here in East County, we're like, well, let's give back to the Mom and Pop businesses around East County, especially the restaurants because it's just not in the marketing budget to do something like this. So, it's cool for us to be able to give back to these restaurants. You know, put some of these restaurants in front of people that nobody knew about. You know, we get hit up all the time by people who are like, man, thank you so much. Like, I never knew this place existed. I never knew that place existed. And like for us, that's amazing. You know, we love that. We love getting stories from the restaurants like, oh, my God, that was our Saturday. The video drop was the busiest Saturday we've ever had since we opened. Like those things make us feel amazing and makes it all worth it.
1: And you can start building relationships with other people and then people are like, hey, I need to buy a house. You know, who who do you think of first? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's going to be a thing. I talk to Sean all the time about it. I'm a relationship person. If I feel comfortable with somebody, we can work together. I help you, you help me. I mean, it's just, again, that added value. And then I think, okay, now it's time to go buy a house. I mean, fuck, it's, let's, let's figure it out, you know, and how, as you're, I mean, I can't imagine, and it hasn't grown, but I mean, the real estate, you know, right now, how are you guys doing out there?
4: Yeah. I mean, the real estate market is amazing. Um, I've been in this, literally I did a networking event last night at SDSU and it was kind of crazy to talk to some of these kids because I literally got my start in real estate when I was in college too. Yeah. So we're talking to some of these kids that want to get into the industry and it's like, they're like, how did you get started? I'm like, I literally started when I was your age. When I was 20 years old, I bought my first property. Um, and it's been really fun to be in this industry because you know the real estate industry tends to go in cycles. And right now, you know, we're up near the top of one of those cycles. I mean, values have been going up now since 2010. Right. You know, we're eight years into a really, really good market right now. And right now, there's just not enough homes for sale. There's tons of people buying homes right now. There's just not enough homes for sale. So the opportunity for people that are selling right now is insane because buyers are lining up to buy homes. So the opportunity is crazy for people that want to cash in. And
1: rates are low enough, too, where they can afford it
4: yeah when i started uh when i was 20 rates were seven eight nine percent and now rates are like four five percent right so you know the rates are super low like the opportunities are just insane i love real estate man
0: let's talk (laughs) about bleeding edge what exp
4: yeah is that you yes so we feel like the real estate industry has just been due for a change it's one of those industries that's really been the same forever like it just hasn't changed a whole lot The way that, you know, if you look at one company, you look at Coldwell Banker versus Century 21 versus, you know, the next guy. They all are the same thing. They got different logos. That's about all it is. There's really not a whole lot that's different about them. Uh, A new company called eXp came on my radar about a year ago. And first time I saw it, I was like, okay, this is a trip. They're a cloud brokerage. Like, what the hell does that mean? And I just kind of blew it off initially. Um, then some people that I really, really respect in the industry, guys uh, like Jay Kinder, Michael Reese, Curtis Johnson, some really amazing real estate agents started making the move over to this company. I was like, all right, it was on my radar, but now it was my focus. And so I probably put 200 hours worth of research into this company, learning like, why are these guys all moving over there? And then it clicked. Like, EXP is the Netflix to what all the current real estate companies are, which are Blockbuster. Blockbusters, Yeah. And so it's totally the future. Literally, everything in this company is 100% in the cloud. They don't have any brick and mortar offices. It's all in well, the cloud. Those, I mean, you know, expensive?
0: Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit, right? Real we were were just guys, guys. About which, no.
4: Yeah, we were just talking wow. about that with restaurants, right? Like it's so damn expensive to yeah. lease out space. And so this company, because they're running in the cloud, they don't have millions and millions of dollars in leases out there that they've got to pay month after month. And not only... Do you have to pay leases when you have space? But now you got to furnish them. You got to you know payroll. You got you know all that stuff. Like minimum wage is getting crazy. Yeah, Um, tell us about it. So (laughs) yeah, so these guys decided. You know what? We're gonna do. Everything totally different. Everything is in the cloud. So literally when you need help, you go in, they have a cloud campus. So you hop on your computer, you walk around a little cloud campus and you're like, hey, I need help with a transaction. You walk in a room and somebody's there to help you. Hey, I got a question for my broker. You walk in a room, there's somebody there to help you. Like it's crazy, but it's all in the cloud. So instead of being in a physical office space, blowing a shitload of money on office space, Everything is in the cloud, which is crazy. Um, And then what's cool is instead of them going out and trying to invent all their own technology, which is insanely expensive, super time-consuming.
0: Totally stupid. They just
4: partnered with all the best technology companies that already exist. Like, why try to reinvent the wheel? Like, there's people who've been building this technology for 20 years. They've learned all of the mistakes. They know exactly what they're doing. So why try to reinvent the wheel when it already exists and is already running. So they went out and partnered with the best transaction management system, the best website company, the best, you know, customer relation uh, management company. So they just partnered with all the best people out there, which is awesome too. So just everything they're doing is super innovative and that's what we want to be a part of.
0: But you don't, is it all a cart? So you don't have to use all the services. It's all included.
4: So that's what's cool. When you go to a normal real estate brokerage, they don't give you crap. Mm-hmm. They just give you a phone and they're like, here you go. Go make some phone calls. Good luck, kid. Yeah. Where these guys are actually providing you the tools you need to be successful. But you're an you independent right? yes. you're
0: into, So you, you get what you eat. Exactly. You know, whatever you hunt, you get. Yeah. yeah um, you, you don't get paid just because you came into the office. Definitely not. Yeah. yeah. We, we run payroll where we actually have to pay people for coming in. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we do all the marketing for it, too. Right. We,
2: yeah. So, well, if you guys are looking for a spot on a real estate team, let me know. Oh, yeah. I know
1: again. Yeah. <laughs> So with uh, doing this East County Eats, I mean, is there a top five? Have you guys for your for your personal what, what's your favorite? Of foods? What we've enjoyed eating the most?
4: Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Funky Fries and Burgers, which was not only our best performer, how was many? The Drop one it. of their videos, three point three million views on one video. Wow! So Sebastian, who 3, runs that like, place, wow. super cool dude, just. You know, thinking outside the box, same kind of thing, like EXP, right? Like Sebastian was like, I want to do things different. I don't want to do things the way they've always been done. Like, let's just get crazy with it, Mm -hmm. which I think is really cool. And it's really worked out well for him. So they're just a super unique style, but everything tastes legitimately good. Like sometimes you get weird, crazy food and it looks cool, but it tastes like shit. Like their food is legitimately really, really good. So Funky Fries was awesome. For barbecue, you guys are fucking amazing. I've always loved your stuff and thank it was you. cool. It was to the actually best tri tip I've to... ever had. <laughs> thank yeah, you. The oh my God. The tri tip was you, sick. You. So Cali Comfort, love your guys' stuff. Um, Antica Trattoria up in La Mesa, Chef Franco. Um, his gnocchi is insane. Hands down the best gnocchi I've ever had. Uh, so I love their stuff. They're up off Lake Murray Boulevard. We just did eat a pita out in, um, El Cajon, Cajon, corner of Avocado and Chase, the Vaughn Shopping Center, they had a Chipotle chicken pita that was off the charts. It was so damn good. Like, you know, they do it on the little uh, rotisserie thing and they slice it off to order. All their sauces were scratch made. Like that was one when I walked in, I, I was like, I don't know, but dude, it was bomb.
1: You're starting to see a lot of people getting away from commodity stores, like you know the chains, yeah. and Going to these independents because people are actually making sauces the scratch, from scratch made stuff.
4: That's
3: big. Doing yep. stuff
1: and it really, you can you can tell the difference right away. I mean, totally, you can tell who actually makes the ranch at at the, <laughs> yep. the store and who who's just getting Hidden Valley stuff. hundred you know, percent. You, you can always tell, and I didn't even know. Now I'm looking at this video because that shopping center has been so dead for so long. Yeah, it's been rough. You know, so I'm, I'm actually... My favorite
2: Chinese food place used to be right next to it. The
1: All the buffet the ones? China Diamond, yeah. yeah. I love that place. Yeah. Extra MSG. It was so good. <laughs> it was my favorite. God,
2: it was the best.
1: There's, there's another place. Gotta uh, I, sh- I should know the name of it. It's over by Harvest Ranch over um, in El Cajon that just opened up and it's like a greenery... Um, tender greens, tender greens. I think is it tender, tender greens? greens? No, not tender greens. It's, right. it's just like tender
4: greens. Oh, well, I do though. love tender greens. Dude, though. tender greens.
0: They're they're on they're on my radar. They're they off went cashless. That. Yeah, Sean yeah. They just went talked cashless. To a, I just sent the CEO? CEO a LinkedIn message. To He's going to come, come on, on the podcast. podcast. Yeah, to talk about going cashless. Yes, the amount I love of, the greens. amount of money that we spend and time to count. Money. We're literally a mini bank. Yeah, I mean we have bartenders that come in. They come in early for their shift to count their their change and their coin bag that same bar spending going hours up, per day hours yeah. per day yeah. and it's like dude forget about it only 25% of our business is cash 75 per 75% is on credit cards so yeah we'll pay more for the credit card fees because in the long run the amount of time that we're going to save is we're actually getting charged by the bank to deposit cash
1: yeah it's fucking Jeez. nuts that's
0: i mean that's crazy. talk about a broken system i mean that's a broken system <laughs> i'll go to the bank and I'll, I'll wait in line to make change for the restaurant and I'm waiting for 45 minutes I'm like I feel like I'm looking at a fax machine. Like, I feel like I'm looking (laughs) at a fucking dinosaur. Something has to change. You know, and that goes back to what you were talking about the real estate model. You know, Derek and I, we are obviously very, very excited about what we can do as small business owners with the internet, with digital marketing. You know, for one barbecue restaurant, one butcher shop to be able to, you know, talk about the growth of the West Coast barbecue movement to be able to put on an amateur barbecue contest, a professor, a professional contest to be able to go out to National Barbecue Association, their trade show and talk to all the heavyweights in barbecue about, you know, our experiences, podcasting, our experiences going live, our experiences, you know, being on Twitter, being on Instagram. Those are options that were never available before. Right. Never fucking available before. I mean, we're having friendships around the globe where people are like, hey, when, when I come to the United States. I'm coming to not only to San Diego, I'm coming to spring Valley to see you guys. Yep. You're know, like, dude, yeah, we've had people rad. post.
4: They're like, yeah, spring break next year. I'm going to El Cajon.
3: <laughs> 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 yes, holy winning. shit. Yeah, yes. yeah, we just made it because somebody <laughs>
4: in, on the East coast wants to come to El Cajon for their spring break because of a video bars that they saw. Like how rad is that? that Shana, is you're just talking it. about that today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, with, El Cajon? Uh,
1: no, Chris, about um, the podcast and how people are like, I can't wait till we go on vacation because we're yes. going to come to Spring Valley. We're coming
0: to Spring Valley. To, like, to have they're a so fucking fired up. You know, like, we have friends in Norway. We have friends in Australia now. We have friends in Slovakia. They're like, dude, I've never been to the United States. But when I come, I'm coming to Spring Valley. like, fuck yeah, you are. <laughs> you better believe it. Yeah,
1: right. It's called Crafted Greens. Yes. And, oh, Crafted uh, oh, Greens. It, in uh, Oklahoma. Well, Tender area.
0: Greens. We love that cashless.
1: Yeah, but Crafted Greens is the new one in Oklahoma that people are raving about. Overall. We're all for
4: that healthy stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we're
2: always looking for new businesses. We're actually uh, going to start season two of East County Eats here, probably in about a month or so. Um, so we're always looking for new businesses. EastCountyEats.com is if if you want to go and fill out a form to uh to be featured. That's a, a quick little plug. Who gets that form? Shasta and I. Shasta and I get the form.
0: So when Sh- did you bring on Shasta? Because I noticed I noticed there was a change. Something happened in uh, June. June second, Kyle published.
2: Is that exact? And then it
0: was June seventh. Shasta came on, and I was like, "Oh shit, Kyle's making moves."
4: I don't got time to write. Yes, I just got time to talk and eat. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> my team does the rest. <laughs>
3: yeah, no, the so talk- she
2: does a lot of the behind the scenes, the the pre booking, the post booking stuff. The uh, she writes the blog for us because if it were me writing the blog, it would literally be. This is food. It's yummy. Watch the video. Like, that would be it. Right. And sure. so she goes through and does all the, um, all of the the research and, and well the yeah there's a
0: lot of work that happens you know to put this podcast on you know we do show notes every single week and you know having links in in the show notes so anything that we do talk about exp anything like that people can go and get more information uh, that stuff is important you know And <laughs> plus, so it's, plus it's seo seo content uh-huh. plus it's forward thinking and when you go onto your site you have you know this is going to youtube it's got to look different on youtube than you're putting it on facebook all those different platforms matter yep why is that
2: You're go for techie I've been talking guy. all day um, so I mean you got to go where people are right and not everyone is at one spot right so you have the younger generation and the pantsless generation on snapchat uh, you have <laughs> you have you know Facebook is getting progressively older um, and so then you have to go where not only your audience is now but where your audience is or where your future audience will be, right? So if you're selling things for 18 and up, maybe you don't, if if you only focus on where 18 and up is now, they're going, if your audience, let's say, is 18 to 24, if you focus on them now, once they age out, then you're done. So you always have to go either younger or older to really find where people are going. And so I think having, back to your point of having it look different on different things, you have to have content that's native, Right, So if, if you go to a, a rap concert and you see someone playing bluegrass before 50 Cent goes on, that's not going to be native. You have to make sure you're putting the correct content on the right platform so that way it can be consumed, so it will be consumed, right?
0: Yeah. So, So, I mean, that's like, you know, the simple things like when you're posting on Instagram and you're clicking the little modile to go, oh, I want it to post on Facebook and on Twitter. On Twitter, it's not going to, it's just going to come up with a link. Yep. You know, it's not going to look, you know, there are apps like If This Then That that you can use that'll help you, you know, use that natively. But really, you have to be in each platform, which is stuff that Gary V talks about all the time. It's like, if you're not inside that platform and living in it, you're missing all the opportunities.
1: 100%. Yeah, and I mean and I think it, it's different for everybody though. Yeah. I mean for me, you know, I, I don't know. I just can't I can't do everything Gary Vee says. I, I'm I'm uh,
2: So what are your biggest what's what's his thing what's the biggest thing that you're like, I don't want that. Um Because I don't I don't agree hundred percent of it with what he said. I don't yeah, think anyone I, does. I was telling Sean
1: today, I'm like, you know, he he's hard, he's a difficult one for me to listen to. Okay. I, I, I like too him. much language, huh? <laughs> right. right. Like this is a
3: fucking Chris yeah, <laughs> show <so dope. laughs> right
0: down the line. You is very turned off
1: like he's uh for he seems like you know he's gone down a path that's been very very successful for him and i think yes. it's great and it's worked well for him but just because he did it and it worked well doesn't mean it's the right way and i think a lot of times he just focuses on this is what you have to do but it's different for everybody and everyone has different goals like for me my my goals aren't always monetary goals it's not mm-hmm. always about you know the transactions and who who's going to come in here it's more about a community feel and what i can give back and who i can reach and what i can do with my kids and you know get my kids to to see that it's not about just Taking all the time and getting everything out of every single thing and go 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 go. But it's the quality time that you can give with somebody. So a lot of times when he's just like it's go go go, you just push. It. It's like well, no, sometimes you can't. And you yeah, his twenty hour
2: days aren't for me. Yeah,
1: I mean you can't uh, you can't just do it all the time. And don't kid yourself, I fucking did it a lot. And I I, I mean Sean and I would talk about it all the time. I, I fucking live here. I'd sleep in inside the the store and sleep upstairs during Christmases and when I'm tying prime ribs and I wouldn't go home. That was before kids. Well my my. Goals have changed now that I have kids and I have a family, so it just doesn't always hit home with me with what he what he talks about. I'm more of a, a Joe Rogan guy. I listen to Joe Rogan, his podcast every day, um, and oh, that takes up half the day, right? I like Joe Rogan, but man, his yeah.
2: 16 hour podcast or whatever they're at, I yeah. Can, I don't want to talk shit on the dude. I love the guy, but I think his average podcast is like what three hours? Yeah, it's a, a lot. lot of time.
1: It's, it's definitely a lot, and some of them are kind of kind of hard to listen to too. I and mean, not not everyone is going to hit. Home with you, but for me, Gary Vee, I know like I a lot of his content's really good and his voice fucking bugs me too. So it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's
2: it's a, it can be grating, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I'm you know, it's the best part about it is that it's the internet and it allows us to dive into a niche and to connect no matter who it is we connect with, whether it's Joe Rogan, whether it's Gary Vee, whether it's Tim Ferris, whether it's entree leadership, whether it's you know, Dave and Jeff podcast, you know, whatever entertainment we want. It's on demand and it's not forced down us the way traditional media used to be forced down us. Yeah. I mean, nothing is more fucking disturbing than listening to Scott Kaplan and then having to go in. You know, he's having a great conversation with one of his guests and then he has to break for a mandatory commercial. You know, we're living in an age where that shit is just it, it's unacceptable. You can't go onto a website and then have something pop up and you're like, fuck this website. Like I don't even want to go on. You need this website. How annoying is that? It's like Union Tribune, I used to like eat that newspaper every single morning. And I'm like, I can't even fucking get it anymore. And I don't want the digital side either because they don't get it. Right. You know, they don't get it. And if they don't get their shit together, you know, they're going to have a very tough business model. It already was a tough No, bit.
1: They're going to be the blockbusters for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, but you, you are 100% right. You have so many different choices at your fingertips now. And, and you can pick and choose what you want. And you can get instant knowledge right away. And I think that's what's so cool about this whole podcasting stuff. It's you, you can see so many different things that you're doing. I mean, there's so much out there, I mean the YouTubes. Well, we talk about recipes all the, the time. YouTubes. People, you just yeah. said the YouTubes. Yeah, I just wanted to drop that there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the YouTubes, the YouTube videos. But, but, but for it, sure. it's it's the things of like you used to guard all your recipes, right? I'm not going to tell anybody. Well, guess what? They're fucking everywhere. Everyone mm-hmm. knows everyone's recipe. And guess what? A lot of my recipes are salt and pepper. So yeah. it's Uh-oh, I'm going to write that, that, that down. down. It's, it's salt not is. too fancy, <laughs> but it's just putting out there and giving that more, more knowledge to your consumer, they become more vested in you. And, and I mean, I think it works in, in every area, you know, it's not just grocery stores or, uh, barbecue restaurants. It's everything.
0: Well, once you get back to the why and the transparency of being authentic, then you're not trying to overproduce something that, you know, ultimately ends up as fake, you know, nothing's worse than a fucking stock photo. I mean, since we started the restaurant, one of the things that pissed me off the most was like trying to figure out how to get a website without shitty stock photos. Like I want it to actually be our fucking food. Even yep. if even if the photo sucked, obviously I want a sexy photo. But even if the photo sucked, like I want that to be our photo. So when you come in, that's actually what you're eating, you know. And that's why platforms like Yelp are successful because, I mean, literally we talked about in the last podcast. My wife, she goes, we go to the restaurant, she pulls out Yelp, and that's how she orders from the menu. And oh, same right thing off with, of the with Facebook photo. Live, right? It's yeah.
2: it's live, and and that's the thing that one of the things I like about Facebook Live is it it allows everyone to do video well right away. Yes. Because all Facebook Live looks like this, right? And this is actually probably better because we have the input of the audio, we have the camera switching, but 90% of Facebook Live is with a cell phone. So people go, oh, I don't I don't know, Brian, I don't have your thousands of dollars worth of camera gear and then thousands of dollars worth of audio and then all the editing. And I say, all you need is this because it this levels the playing field and it gives you that real authentic live version. And I, I do think there is room for i I would hope so because it's my job for edited produced videos um but having that live rawness um i think there's a lot of value in that too
0: i agree and i think you know just for you saying that because other people that are in your profession they would feel it as competition like oh they're just fucking up you know what we do best but if you think about it like all it is is sharpening the saw you know really all it is is making sure that like that's why you're more valuable is because now look at all this content that's out there and mine's way fucking better. Yeah. You know and like not only is it way better but I'm willing to go and show you how i do it how i do my editing process which you guys uh just did recently well, talk, yeah. talk about well it's that. not
1: just that either you're bringing more people to the platform and, and yep. being able to see it so it's becoming more of a norm more people do it then they see yours and it's just an added, added
2: thing. exactly i mean yeah maybe now and i've been a photographer for eight or nine years now and everyone talks about well now these cell phones everyone's they're they're taking the job right yes and no it's it, you had a smaller niche market of people that wanted photos. Now everyone wants photos. Right. So yeah, there's a lot more people doing it. But there's now everyone wants photos, right. and it's getting that way with video too. And so um, yeah, I like to show my editing. I like to show the behind the scenes stuff um, because a lot of times, even agents that I work with in the office uh, at Whistle Realty, they go, "Oh, can you just uh, do this?" I did a shoot yesterday, um, La Jolla. They tried to book it for four thirty, and it was a two and a half million dollar house. Uh, they wanted Twilight photos. They want a drone. They wanted everything. Sunsets at 530. I said, I can't do, it'll be dark at, at six. I can't do everything you want in an hour and a half. And a lot of times they just don't understand. You just. And so I like to show the behind-the-scenes stuff, the behind-the-scenes editing. I mean, for each one of these East County Eats, it probably takes me eight hours from start to finish, from the, the booking process to the uploaded, published, running the ads, optimizing it on YouTube, all that sort of stuff. And
0: if somebody wants to see that, where do they go?
2: Um, Find us on Facebook or YouTube, East County Eats. Um, Facebook is really our platform where we've grown our community. Uh, YouTube is something now that I'm starting to focus on a little bit more with optimizing it with tags, optimizing it with uh, descriptions and cards and all that sort of stuff. So that's my new kind of focus is to get that up to snuff. But our Facebook page, we started, we're on episode 45. So a little under a year ago, um, we've had... 17,000 followers like I said our biggest video hit three and a half million or three 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 point three million views so Incredible. that's really where we're putting out a lot of this stuff
1: so are you guys you're, you're doing a season two you yes said. are you guys thinking that you're gonna branch out a little bit more and do more of a, a San Diego thing or is it are you guys sticking to East County um What's you're your, in the I mean, cloud now. Yeah, you're going to be doing what? Yeah, you can go yeah. everywhere, right? You can go at We're SpaceX, going to Singapore, East <laughs> Coast. Oh, yes. I mean, do you want to? I mean, I don't know. In in reality, is it something where you're just really? Do you not want to? Expand and get out or is that's it... what
4: we've debated. Um, and I think we're going to take a little time I and mean, we're going to keep putting videos out. So we're not going to stop the uh, output of videos, mm-hmm. but we're going to take a break from because we actually shoot three different dishes at every restaurant we do. And we've been so busy that we've only been able to put one, sometimes two per week out. So we got a ton of footage oh, that we I haven't gotcha. even released yet. So we're gonna take a little break from new stuff. Well, someone's make gotta get sure, on that shit. Make sure <laughs> we get. <laughs> Somebody's uh, gotta get that, that shit 20, on Instagram. Twenty hour weeks, man. Yeah. twenty hour days. <laughs> yeah,
2: there it is. Yeah. Yeah. The Gary V. Yeah. 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 yeah.
4: So we're gonna make sure we get some of that content out that we haven't had an opportunity to get out, and we're gonna debate. You know, we're kind of looking at do we go deeper into East County and not just do the restaurants, but start doing some of the community events, right? Like when they're doing a barbecue cook-off or chili Mm cook-off or something like that, right? When they do the Mother Goose Parade, like, do we dive in and not just do the restaurants, but do some of the events happening, go deeper into East County, which is, you know, what Gary Vee's all about? Or do we go wider and do more restaurants outside of East County, which there's a lot of sexy restaurants outside of East County. You know, East County, it's tougher to find the unique crafty style restaurants. So, Mm We're kind of debating what to do. Um, so we're not set one way or the other. So we can either expand out of East County or we can go deeper into East County. We're, we're open. So Thank you guys ethics. are
1: still wanting to do it. So I, you're obviously getting a big return on it or a big enough return where it makes it worth it to keep doing
4: it. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily the financial return so much. I mean, you know, am I – the amount of time we spend – I mean, like Brian said, he's spending eight hours a week on it. I'm spending a couple hours a week on it. You know, are we truly getting a return? I don't know. That's debatable, but it's not about the financial return. It's about what we're doing for the community, what we're doing for, you know, people like you guys that are running restaurants. Again, we talked, you guys do not run at massive margins. It's super, super tight margins. So if we can come out and, you know, just do our part to expose people to East County, it's all worth it for us. And if we make some money in the process, then cool. But what do you, it's not what do you think that. about Gary V? I I love Gary Vee, man. Um, <laughs> I don't love everything he does though. Like we went to this conference, there was a lot of realtors there and, I mean, there were like twenty people who had camera people following them around. It was weird. Everyone, everyone had a everybody D-Rock. had a D rock, yeah. right? Uh, and it's
2: it's weird going to that because I'm usually the only one. You're the only. And D-Rock. then I see fifteen people. I'm you're like, like what the fuck? How to size these guys. Everyone's up. got media badges. Yeah. Yeah. Actually,
4: was, a couple cameras. It was a trip. Um, and I don't know that that's for everybody. Like, especially in real estate. Like, first figure out how to sell a fucking house, yeah. right? If you don't know how to sell a house. You don't need a photographer following you around. Like, let's make sure your core business is selling houses. So, focus on that first. Learn what the fuck you're doing. Learn how to sell a house. Learn how to take care of your client. Learn how to, st- you know, stay in touch with them before you worry about having a camera guy follow you around. Cause there's people there that have, you know, people following them around and they're making 10 grand a year and paying their photographer 50 grand a year. It's yeah. like, what are you doing? What the fuck like, are you doing? <laughs> right. So, I don't know that the message of, you know, video everything that you do all day, every day. Like, I don't know that that's right for everybody. For people at certain points in their career, absolutely, but it's not for everybody. So, that part of his thing, I don't, you know, 100% agree with. But, majority of what Gary Vee says, I love. I love that he's always ahead of the curve on what is the new platform. One of the coolest things at that, that agent in 2021 is they literally went into every platform and said, Facebook, here's what we're excited about, here's what we're doing, here's what's coming. Instagram. Here's what's you know. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're excited about. Here's what's coming. Snapchat, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest. Like every platform. Which was, that was by far Invaluable. my favorite part Invaluable. of the entire
0: event. Is there any platform that you hadn't thought about that they made you think differently about? Pinterest. Yeah.
4: Pinterest is big because Pinterest is growing like fifty percent year over it's year. Insane. Where you look at Twitter, Twitter's falling off. Mm-hmm. Pinterest is still growing fifty percent year over year. And it's, I think it was like 70% of the moms in the world are on Pinterest. Who make
0: all the buying decisions. Who tend
4: to, whether <laughs> they initiate it or they uh, finish it, yeah. they are always a very important part of the uh, decision to buy or sell a house. So they talked about that. And I think there's an opportunity there to tap into that.
1: I think it's really important, you know, and something for our listeners to think about that are wanting to open up a, a restaurant or anything. What you just said about, you know, you, you got to hone in your craft. You have to know what you're doing first. And, you know, the digital, you know, it's marketing is going to be great, but that's just kind of icing on the cake. You have to have like, I can't put out a, a shit product and sp- I was just going to say sprinkles. that's a
2: Gary V quote. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah, he, he's big into. Look, you can have the best marketing in the world, but if you got a shit product, it's a shit
1: product. Yeah, it's a shit product no matter what. So you have to really make sure that you're really being hyper-focused on what you're putting out. And then on top of that, it will just be added value when you get there. But embrace the process before you get there because – some of the best things I've ever learned were were during the daily grinds of just being in the meat cooler or doing or breaking down beef and stuff like that, that it's so fucking hard and people don't understand it anymore, but I'm so fucking happy I did it and took the time to understand where cuts of meat come from, breaking everything down, that I can now give that value to my customers and I can give it to my employees and tell them, hey, this is what we need to tell our, our customers and the, the why, why you're getting this and why, why is this meat more tender than this meat and, and the different grades and everything. So, so what's the best kind of steak? It. Depends if you want flavor or tenderness
2: okay what's
1: best for flavor what's best for tenderness flavor is gonna be
2: ribeye okay and oh, tenderness yeah. is
1: going to be a uh, tenderloin tenderloin is a muscle that's not a weight-bearing muscle and is very rarely used in the cattle okay so it's that's why it's so tender um the ribeye is going to be the w- probably the highest ph balance next to the the flat iron is really really high now but it's going to be just extremely tender the spinalis on it the cut it's like the cap on on the ribeye it's called the spinalis that that's like your your best best one
2: this guy's got these guys got meat down to a science. I like
1: it. Well, you know, we I've done. Like you know when, your
2: product. Imagine that. <laughs> right. I,
1: I, I know. Uh, you know, I was 11 years old when I first broke down my first uh, cattle. You know, it was wow. uh, just kind of something I've always done, and breaking down the deers and going hunting, and doing a bunch of stuff, and it's uh, it's a lost art. And you know, I I talk to people about it a lot, and I think it's really important to kind of know where your your food's coming from uh so I, I do a lot of hunting i you know feed my family a lot of of you know the the moose that i hunt or elk or deer and uh, a lot of stuff like that so i think it's really really important to know know that process and how to do it right and to uh you know give respect to those animals very cool yeah it's uh it's exciting fishing too fish is great
0: yeah i think one of the things derek just talked about you know we had uh grayson Lafrenz, who's the ceo of uh, power digital marketing uh come in and Uh, podcast with us and we talked about just exactly that if you know if he's asked to go to a client and the client actually has a shitty product there's no amount of marketing there's no amount of blog content seo optimization for their website that they can do to fix their business Mm -hmm. you know like you have to have a great product or service to begin with and then really the market the digital marketing that's all just gasoline on top of the fire and it's okay
1: if you have a shit product yeah. But fix it. Fix
0: it. exactly. Not every product was fucking great Dude, to begin with. For I mean, sure. There's some
1: recipes that I came out with before. I talked about my first beer I made. I'm, I'm a certified Cicerone. So I've been doing stuff in the beer industry forever. Been brewing beer for a long time. The first beer I ever drank was the hands down worst beer you've ever fucking had in your life. You know, but it's it's what you need. To Every
4: do. friend who homebrews, their <laughs> beer tastes like shit. Let's yeah. be honest. Oh,
1: do you want to try this? No, 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 <laughs> no. no yeah. that yeah. issue. Do you want more? <laughs> Fuck no. Fucking no, chance. Yeah, a lot of, fucking, <laughs> know, a lot of yeah, uh, give me uh, a Bud Light. It's yeah, anything, anything but that. But yeah. I mean, embrace that process and learn from it. But that, those are the like I say, the times that you learn the most. You learn the most by just doing it and getting out there. And crashing Dang. your drone and doing cra- shitty photos. Yeah, cra- cra- yeah, crashing I, I, I haven't done that, but I've
2: We have the, well, it depends when I crash this one. But, uh, <laughs> we have the Pan- Phantom 3 Pro. Nice. Um, and looking to get another one. So I told Kyle, we need to get new batteries or a new drone. So what?
1: looking at the. Uh, you ready to do that? We can do it right now. Just like so yeah. uh, this is the most just on file. This, th- just, this is the important. most expensive podcast
0: we've ever done. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. Amazon, literally, <laughs> literally. The Amazon's making us right
4: now. Amazon's making bank right now. Yeah. It's, it's not even
0: available. So, if, if you bring Whistle Realty on your podcast, you'll all of a sudden be putting shit in your Amazon <laughs> cart.
1: <laughs> So yeah, this is the one you want?
2: No, that's the one I have. So okay. right now I, I need Phantom a couple 3? new batteries. The Phantom 3 um, Professional. Yeah, okay. it's not available for purchase. So what if do you we want, want now? A, uh, a unique one you know, that hasn't been crashed, let me know. Um, I'm <laughs> thinking that the Mavic Pro uh, or the Mavic Pro Platinum – it's a little smaller, so it's a lot faster. It's a lot easier to set up, makes a lot less noise, which That's is really the one cool. we have. Um, I
1: say we, but it's my next door neighbor. Yeah, and I just take it from him whenever I want to use it. Either
2: that one. <laughs> I hear they're coming out with a new one next month, so maybe check out that it just came out with one. The uh, it's not the Spark. It's bigger than the Smart Spark, but smaller than the fan or the Mavic. It's the uh, maybe it's called like the Mavic Air.
4: It's the maybe. Other one. What's yeah, that?
1: It's the other one. Yeah, yeah. So those things are so rad, though. I mean, just watching my Victor, buddy Josh. Victor, man. our
0: manager, just got one. He's putting out some fucking. R- oh yeah, Josh. Josh yeah. did an incredible job. Yeah. That was rad. Yep. For our barbecue festival. Yeah.
1: Exactly. But it's uh, that's that's the one he has right there.
2: Yeah. It's it's really nice, and it's a lot quieter than the one we have now. Yeah. Um, I'm cool showing off the drone, but I hate when people are like, "That's annoying," you know. And it's uh, it's about the the noise of like a. Has it ever been boat. shot at? No, no. no at ever... least not with a good shot. <laughs> it's never been shot down. Um, I know there's
1: a... I saw a fishing video on the pier. Someone was doing it. <laughs> I saw it that. And they casted a line and... The- I,
2: I love seeing those crashing videos because it's not me. When right. it's my videos, I don't I don't like watching that video. <laughs> but uh, no, I, the first the first time I took it up, I uh, introduced it to a tree. So <laughs> uh, yeah, it was the first time I flew it. And I, I have the video and I, I don't think I'll ever share it. But I have... <laughs> With one, I was with one of the agents that said, "Hey, your job is to keep keep an eye on it, make sure I don't run into anything." <laughs> cool, cool. Ten minutes later, thunk, thunk, thunk. Wow. and so he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna tell Kyle." And I said, "Give me like give me a couple hours to go home, see if I can fix it before you tell Kyle that I broke the thing that I flew on the first How many time. agents are there now? We've got twenty five agents roughly. Wow. Yeah, that's rad. And
1: that you're the rad.
4: broker, right? Yeah, no, not anymore. Exp is the broker so, now. Exp is the broker. Now know, the where, where's your storefront? Uh, we've got an office in Santee, one in North Park, and so
0: this is official notice that you guys will be moving out, or you've already given them? No,
4: we're staying. So we're keeping our offices. Um, but what's cool with Exp it's not is very they cloud give us regis executive suite <laughs> memberships to uh drop into offices whenever we want. What are like share offices yeah, type deal? Yeah. So <laughs> some of that co work executive. Why suite are you kind keeping of your office? uh it's just kind of a staple of the community
0: Ah, yeah and then we get to
4: do events and stuff like that so we're gonna do an event coming up for some of our vips we're gonna do like girl scout cookies and beer um in doing like fun stuff like that we've hosted some ufc fights there and some boxing fights there and stuff like that so it's been cool yeah
2: plus it's not easy to, to do a green screen in the cloud yeah, with the studio and the the sound panels and the mics and the lights and all that. Sort oh, of stuff. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you so basically, a, for me, I mean, it's, you're it's, it's all that. about me. Such a needy bitch. Yeah. You're such a needy bitch. <laughs> Very expensive. <man. laughs> hey, I, I didn't make you spend any money today. You guys just did that on your own. That's all Kyle's doing right there. Oh, uh, that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> no, that's uh, that's cool though. I mean, obviously, that's a lot of growth and. North Park. Yeah. that place. We love North too. Park.
4: Yeah, that's where it's like it'd be fun to expand the video series and start hitting stuff like that because right. there's so many cool concepts. And bars um, and beers. Yeah, and, and I mean I can go to a place and get coffee and a beer in the same place. Like that's cool. Right. So it'd be fun. But I don't know. We're, we're kind of up in the air right what now. What do you guys think
2: we should do? Uh, you think, guys are marketing I think folk? you guys should be. We should just I follow think...
4: around Cali Comfort, and <laughs> Cali Farm Market, and do a reality show around those two restaurants. No, that I, th- I think,
0: honestly, I think you guys should be talking to other real estate professionals uh, and teaching them how to do what you do. I mean, I, how, when you were out at Agent 2021, I mean, those are probably the people that have their pulse on what's going on with the real estate world. Right. How many of them have shows like what you have?
4: Yeah, a lot of people are starting to be replicate it. So honest, I here. spoke at an event in Vegas in front of like six thousand people and kind of shared. You shared what your we secrets? Do.
0: Oh,
2: fuck. no secrets. Well, there's, no fuck. secrets <laughs> there's two secrets. There's two secrets. And you? <laughs> obviously, I guess that's the third. No, but and I and I, I was a little worried when I first came in because I he was starting to share all this information. We have a Facebook Hey, group. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like hey. But I found out for the last three years, the two secrets are work hard and spend money. Yeah. Well, how do I do that with a no budget and like four hours a year? With, like, this, well, with you, this thing? Yeah, and, and it's like oh, you got you have to either it's sweat equity or, or check equity. Check equity, um, and but a lot of people want to. How do I do that without any money? Right? How do I have a, a successful barbecue place, but I don't want to buy any meat?
1: <coughs> and yeah, no right. payroll?
2: Yeah, or, yeah, no nothing. Yeah. Like, well, okay, we you can't. Right. So the the two secrets. It all boils down to that. We had a guy come into our office talking about. Um, uh, What's the, the non-industry word? Uh, building a community. Focus. Focusing on, on a community and, and selling to being their, their trusted resource. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, these are the checks I write every month. And it was lots and lots and lots of money. And he does lots and lots and lots of work. And so... Those are the secrets. Right. How to do it without? I don't know how to do it. It's, how do you lose weight without working out actually, and changing your diet? I
1: was just going to say that. I mean, the, I'm on a weight loss journey right now. I've lost like 65 pounds, and it's, congratulations! It's, I'm fucking it's,
3: proud
0: of
1: you. It's it's really really funny because it's like I know the secrets now, <laughs> and it's fucking watch what you eat and exercise. Yeah, exactly, it's, you know it's the two mean? secrets, it's like, it's two it's, things that have been eluding me my whole life. Man, if like, o- if I, only someone would have told you that. That yeah. There's no fucking <laughs> pill. There's no like. You know, every fucking day I work One out. One of those belts? You yeah, know those just jiggles and fucking <laughs> – exactly. No, but it's it's true. It's like you, you're always looking for that something that's just going to be a lot easier. And it's like it fucking comes from hard work, man. 100%. It's not – there's times that I don't want to fucking work out. But then when I'm done, I'm so fucking happy I did it. You know, and it just changes your attitude. But it's just those things. It's work and work and yeah. work and fucking pay attention to what you fucking put in your body. And 100%. There's no no hidden secret. Just just get out there and do it.
0: Yep. Have you guys considered podcasting?
1: We do yes. a radio
4: show on AM 1170, The Answer. Mm-hmm. And so we shoot with the Mevo camera that we're using right now to go yep. Facebook Live. Then obviously it airs on the radio and it's podcasting all simultaneously so it's it's three for one
0: so it's podcast where is it hosted is it hosted on the radio website or ask brian (laughs) Uh,
2: because i don't deal with i think i think they're doing it through soundcloud or there's another can
0: i get it on itunes i believe yes yeah
2: itunes and google play and
3: i I mean the funny the the funniest
0: thing for us about podcasting has been how slow radio is to adapt to it and once ra- – I mean, these are radio professionals and they're – you, you think know, they're slow they're, to adapt to it? I think so, honestly. I, I mean, mean I th- outside I think- of outside of like Dave and Jeff and and Scott Kaplan, well, and if like they- it, it's literally their show and then it just goes up on their website. Yeah, I think and their a, lot website, of, a lot of people are leaving
1: radio to do podcasts.
0: Leaving radio? Like Radio Talent? Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
2: I, I I agree with you though I don't think the radio stations are doing a good enough job on, because they're not doing the show notes they're not doing well, they're, the they're yeah, it. I, yeah right. they're they're not right. promoting it in different areas it's just oh yeah we could do that they're checking the box but they're not really they're putting the the one medium or one piece of content on several mediums, but really not adapting to it. I mean, it's it's like
0: the TV problem. They're focused on the Nielsen ratings and they're focused on Arbitron ratings and radio. They're focused on these ratings that drive everything. This is how they get sponsors. This is how they do things, but they're missing the fucking boat. You know, like we had, when we interviewed uh, Scott Kaplan for the podcast, we talked to him and we're like, dude, Scott, I don't want to fucking 15 seconds on mighty Ten Ninety. You know, I want you to come to Del Mar barbecue championship and vlog. You know, I want you to put a fucking YouTube. Cause that means way more to us because we can repurpose that content. It doesn't do us any good once, you know, the 15 seconds are gone.
1: And when you're done right. here, go to Valley Farm Market and try a steak. Like, I don't yeah. want to fucking hear that
3: <laughs> shit. It's just not, yeah,
1: it's not fucking organic. It's not, you know, I, I hate that stuff. And that's, that's where they continue to go. They just keep doing that shit. And
2: Because it's, it's it's working still well enough now. But the, their, their market is going to age up. Right. And just like you guys being on Snapchat, maybe maybe even though the the demographic is 14 year old girls and they're not pushing the buying power of where they buy their barbecue but when they age up or the the 15 year old guys that are on there because of the 14 year old girls when they age up and they're going on dates or they're just eating like human beings right. um this is where they'll go cuz sure. they they consume that content and you've 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 already talked to them for however long on their specific platform.
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, the, the one of the things I do like about Gary Vee is, you know, people are so obsessed with algorithm changes and, oh, it's everything's fucked now. Like, oh, you guys can't have a viral video, you know, because Facebook changes their algorithm. Talk about why that's not true.
4: Because if it's good quality content, then it's going to go viral no matter what. So one of the things we talk about, we, we're doing a lot of video talk. We got an award. A few months ago was the number one video influencer in real estate in North America, Rad. which is pretty fucking awesome. That's yeah. So we're that's awesome. A badass. on that. Um, yeah, and it was
2: really cool once I saw the other names on the list. I, I was like, okay, cool. And then I saw the other names. I'm like, these guys are doing good shit. That's, right. that's like, fucking so, great. So
4: the key is the content. Even if the video sucks, even if the audio sucks, people will still watch it if the content's good enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got to have decent enough video and decent enough audio, but the content is king no matter what. It's all about the content first and foremost. So too many people are worried about investing tens of thousand of dollars of cameras and lights and everything else. And no matter how much you spend, if the content sucks, nobody's going to watch it. You could have the best audio, the best video, but if you don't have the content, it doesn't matter. So. Yeah. Everything, whether it's written form, whether it's podcast, whether it's video, it's all about the content. That people are always gonna gravitate to the content. And I think that's where people need to make their focus. They're worried too much about everything else and not the content itself. So quality content always dominates.
2: Well, and another thing Gary V says is uh you know, everyone complains about the algorithm changes on Facebook and he's he's big on not being dependent on a specific platform for your entire business, right? Yep. We see we see agents all the time that hundred percent of their business is leads from realtor.com or Trulia or Zillow. People don't,
0: people but, don't buy a house because they saw a park, uh, well, a bus bench.
2: Yeah. Right. But in, <laughs> even if you're, if your entire business is built on that, if they shift, you're fucked. Yeah. Right. If, if Zillow says, okay, we're not selling you selling this anymore, or we're selling it for 10 times the price. And then it, then it messes up. Your, so you have to be again, talking about multi-platform, you have to have several, uh, pillars for your business to to let rest on. So that's one of the things he talks about when talking about the algorithm. And two is he goes, Facebook is free. They're not charging. You can't be mad that the 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 company that you use to build and grow and put your business to where it is now. You can't be mad that they want to start charging you for it now. It, it it's been a bonus, and a lot of people think of it as their birthright. Of no, I deserve Facebook for free, and everyone to see it. Sure, but it's it's a it's been a free bonus for so long and now yeah things are changing to where organic reach is declining Um, but we're still seeing good organic reach on on things like our facebook live you just got to see where where they want to push you right
0: so well where the engagement is exactly you know the biggest right now
2: live is huge
0: social media has a negative connotation where people have most of the time a negative reaction to what it is it's just the fucking internet you know i mean Gary, it's the the current state of the internet it's just the fucking internet that's all it is you know it's like (laughs) I had problems with Snapchat and then I got over that and I realized there's fucking people on Snapchat. Yep. You know, once that happened, it's just another affirmation that, Hey, I had the same fucking problem with Facebook when Corey Robinson, you know, who sells real estate up in Marin County, you know, when him and I opened the restaurant, we opened the restaurant and i made fun of him for having a Facebook account. I was like, what are you fucking doing? Are you picking up chicks or what? And it's like, Oh, well you can use Facebook actually to build your business. I'm like, Really? So then I opened up Facebook. And now to see what's happened in the last 10 years, it's insane. I mean, it's absolutely insane. You know, we had Jack Harris, my best friend who owns Blue Lagoon Coffee. You know, he opened up his coffee shop in uh, La Mesa. Just what he was able to do in one day, taking over his Facebook account, setting that up and doing a Yelp profile. It's insane. Absolutely insane. People were coming in. He's like, dude, I can't believe how many fucking people told me they came in because of Facebook. Right. I'm like, well, welcome to the world that we live in. <laughs> you know, like this shit is relevant, is really fucking relevant.
1: Yep. Because they can see it right away. I mean, you can, everyone, I talked to you about it the other day. You, it's just so, it's at your fingertips. Yep. If you can just click it real quick, you click on Facebook, you click on your Instagram. I mean, I don't know how many times a day people, you know, scroll their feed but it's don't I mean, look
2: up the, don't look up the stats it's disgusting yeah, it's, um, it's like 14 times a minute or something it's something
1: well, stupid thankfully
0: they tell us now how many times you've gone into your instagram again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so i mean but people are looking at it so there's just content and if you're there they see it it's that instant gratification instant thing right right away and they, they'll go fucking do it and it's the new thing but blue lagoon coffee is fucking good though right That's just, i mean he has a good product so Where's that? Guess, right in La mesa yeah tell him to hit us up
2: yeah
0: we will why why is a personal brand also important
4: because your personal brand you can carry with you no matter what you do i mean you can shift you know you guys shifted right you guys were straight breakfast restaurant and then you guys have shifted to you know barbecue restaurant so as long as you build your personal brand you can shift like gary v shifting all over the place like Mm -hmm. he came out and he was a wine guy and then he shifted to a media guy And now he's representing athletes and he's running conferences and he's got like 10 different businesses. And no matter what business he does, there's people out there that are following him. Because he's Gary Vee. He could do anything. He could sell... Shoes. ...fucking shit on a he does, stick. He, and he, he is yeah, slaying shit just, out, of, out of his own fucking and shoes. They're, they're so
0: K damn ugly. Swiss. Oh, my right. Swiss. disgusting. <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> more power to him. him more fucking power to him. Like, K-Swiss. Yeah. I hadn't heard about K-Swiss and fuck since I played tennis.
1: Yeah. And they fucking... And that's do. his damn. plan. He broke the internet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That, that's his plan is to take old businesses that we all grew up with and revitalize them. And things like Pez or... I mean, he was talking about Nintendo before they came out with a Switch. Switch, but before that, even he was talking about probably a couple months before the Pokemon app came out. He goes, "This company has so much value, but they're not doing anything with with apps because this is where people live now." Absolutely. And then they came. Then Pokemon came out and was huge.
0: Well, I mean, like for esports, we have Ari Siegel, who is CEO. He used he opened up. Was the president of the San Diego Gulls when they came back. Now he's CEO of Immortals. He's going to come on the podcast. But esports is just absolutely exploding. And if you look at Twitch, which is an app, the amount of people that are watching fucking people play video games will fuck your head up. Dude, it It will seriously fuck your head up. Brody's son. Millions uh, of people watch. Like, go onto Twitch right now, and you could see, and it's insane.
1: Yeah, Willie does does that shit. Mad money from it too. Videos himself playing a fucking video game and everyone's watching it i mean he's, he's smart
0: got, people are investing too in I mean, esports Jesus Christ. really smart really wealthy people are um are getting into esports and we're, we're excited to dig into that but that goes back to the phone i mean it goes back to the smartphone i mean how much do you how many phone calls do you make <laughs> as, as a percentage of what you do with your phone how much of it is actually talking
4: oh a tiny 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 amount yeah i mean we're so heavy with social but One of the things, I've literally had a driver for the last couple years because when we're going around, like as a realtor, I'm in the car two to three hours a day most days. And I have a choice when I'm in the car. I could either be driving and focusing on the road, listening to podcasts or whatever, getting some education. But I need to be communicating with clients because if I'm not communicating when I'm going from one appointment to the next... By the time I stop, I've got 20 texts and 15 emails and all these chats that have built up. So I've chosen to have somebody drive me from appointment to appointment because that way when I'm going in between those appointments, I can actually be communicating with people because the majority of people that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, it's all electronic communication. So whether it be chat or text or email, that's how we communicate. And I just can't do that while I drive. And so I love it because I want it to be where... You know, if I'm on my way home from work at the end of the day, I want to be getting everything done when I'm on the way home. So when I do get home, I could set the phone down and I could focus and be with my family. And so having somebody drive me around, people are like, that's so cheesy. That's like, you're such a tool. I'm like, no, dude, I get way more shit done. Like most realtors that do, I mean, we sold almost 400 houses last year. Damn. Like most people that are running a real estate business like that are doing the 20 hour a day Gary V thing. Sure. That's I'm smart. home between five and six. Four, if not five days out of the week, every single week, because I'm utilizing my time as effectively and efficiently as possible. I don't want to be just sitting in a car, listening to the radio. Like that's such a wasted opportunity to get shit done. So if anytime I'm headed out to go meet with a seller, meet with the buyer, I always bring somebody with me. Hey, like coming here, Brian drove here so that yeah, there I can go. get shit done on the yeah. way here. So, and then it's also a cool opportunity for people too, to come along. So if I am on a conversation, they get to learn, they get to hear. So like, I see that. For me as a leader, as a business owner, like when I'm going and meeting with people, that's opportunities for somebody to shadow me. So whenever I'm meeting with a client, somebody's always with me every single time because somebody might as well learn from, you know, what I've learned over the last almost 20 years of doing this industry. Um so I'm always trying to educate people at the same time so it's allowing me to be more efficient when I'm going from appointment to appointment and then it's allowing me to grow my business because people are seeing me in action where I've you know sold thousands of houses over the years and somebody's only sold one or two houses and they can learn from the person who's done it a thousand times. So it's a really cool educational opportunity as well.
0: When when did Derek and I get to
4: use your helicopter? <laughs> I wish I had a
1: helicopter. Well, I see the fucking helicopter every episode. Don't bullshit. Don't fucking bullshit, man. I want a helicopter so
4: bad, but those things are so damn expensive.
1: It's like an hour of maintenance for an hour of flight. <laughs> it is so really? cheap to rent Holy them, dude. Shit.
4: It's crazy cheap. You'd be like we go up to Big Bear all the time and you can fly in a helicopter in Big Bear for like thirty five dollars a person, dude. Really? Yeah, quick little, you know, just goes up over the lake, around the mountain, back All down. Right. Thirty five bucks. Like, why the hell would you buy one? Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's so
1: cheap. There's those a book. I think are... it's called the eight hour work day,
0: four four, four four hour work week. Is it? Four hour work week. Tim Ferriss.
1: No, it's not him. But it's basically just even like, like what you're saying. Yes, that's that, what it was. That's just just being being uh as efficient as you can in the a lot of time you have so having the driver people might be like oh that's pretty fucking bougie or pretentious but it's like no like this is actually where i get the most work done and i don't have to worry about crashing or doing something you know i can actually get work done while i'm in here i didn't even think about that that's, look what fucking
3: philip rivers did. i need to talk to my wife like, I to <laughs> oh yeah i, I saw rivers van I, mean, yeah, I think it's shit i would love that out.
4: i would love that for sure yeah i'm definitely gonna I'm
3: like babe i have
1: to get a uh, driver sorry i have to i just have to be efficient yeah my wife talks so
4: much shit when i told her about that a couple (laughs) years ago i was like i'm gonna have somebody drive me everywhere i go she's like what
1: yeah
4: but now she loves it right because literally if you talk to any other realtor out there that's selling homes like we are nobody's making it home to their family at five or six no way nobody dude no so just for me when i like and i tell my people at the office like look when i'm here at the office like i'm head down i'm here to work i don't give a fuck what you did this weekend i don't care about any of that stuff like when five o'clock rolls around and we want to crack a beer Cool. Or we go out to lunch. Cool. Let's talk about some personal stuff. But when I'm here, like I'm a hundred percent focused, like I'm all business when I'm at the office, but when I'm out of the office, I do everything I can to just be focused on whatever it is I'm doing at that time.
0: Sure. What do you, what do you teach the students when you go and talk to them?
4: Uh, like yesterday at SDSU. So that was cool. It was a speed networking event. So it was just all these kids that are in the real estate society at SDSU that have aspirations of getting into real estate. Get rich quick. They all want to, what's crazy is the San Diego State Real Estate Society is funded heavily by McMillan and a lot of other developers and commercial real estate companies. And so every kid I interview, like, I want to get into commercial real estate. I want to get into commercial finance. I want to get into commercial appraisal. I was like, what the fuck? Like they're steering these kids and there's people that might listen to this. And I'm just being honest with you because that's just my style they're fucking these kids up and they're all headed towards this path of commercial real estate. Like there's maybe 50 commercial real estate agents that are actually successful in all of San Diego County. There's thousands of residential real estate agents that are successful. I feel like they're steering these kids down a very, very narrow path where very few people are actually going to be successful as opposed to steering them towards the, you know, the very basic opportunity of just selling houses. You know, there's, tens of thousands of houses selling month after month after month there's only a finite number of commercial properties so I worry so I was telling a lot of the kids like just be open to it I know they shove commercial down your throat here but residential is where the opportunity is and most agents when they join our company as an agent they're making 75 grand their first year in the industry where these guys, these kids are going into commercial and they're gonna be somebody's bitch for the first four or five years sure. and make you know, 30, 40 grand. Yeah. And maybe eventually that person dies and they can take over their business or something, but there's not a lot of opportunities in commercial, So that was a big message to a lot of the kids last night is residential is the quickest and easiest way to get into the industry and make money quick. And I love the residential side of it, I actually did commercial for six years, so I feel like I can actually talk about this and, and compare and contrast. Residential real estate is just so freaking rewarding. Like when you, when I started selling houses in my 20s and I would sell my friend their first condo and it's their first home. Like that's a really cool experience to be able to share with somebody when they buy their first home. Then they get married and they're like, all right, well, I don't need the little condo down in the middle of all the bars and PB. Like, let's, (laughs) I'm going to get a house with my chick and we're going to move out. Right then they have kids and they're like all right well this little house in Bay Park's not enough let's sell this and let's move to you know the house in La Jolla and it's so cool to be get to be a part of people's lives as they kind of grow and that's just so rewarding and you know you're going to housewarming parties with them and you end up becoming friends and you're going out to you know different events and you're having play dates with the kids like that part of the residential real estate space is so cool because in commercial it's all about numbers it's all about the deal and it's like, what have you done for me lately? Where residential is such a relationship-based business? I love that.
1: Yeah, my little sister, she's uh, commercial real estate. And you know, she's, she's a lot younger than me. She's 11 years younger than me. Um, but she, you know, at first, kind of, like you said, just just treated like someone's bitch for a little while and doing stuff. And she's fucking extremely good at what she does. She's extremely intelligent. And you know, now she's working with my brother-in-law's cousin, Larry Jackal, and uh they're killing it, you know, but he's actually treating her like a, a human and not just like this little fucking anything. So she's really excited about it now, whereas the at other other companies she just like you said, was just kinda getting treated like shit.
0: Yeah. But also like the bigger the industry, the older the industry, they're the hardest to adapt to change. Right. You know, like talk about a commercial brokerage going cloudless. Like, that's a way bigger fucking ask than, you know, you having your own brokerage and saying, hey, I've done the research. This is what we're going to do. And this is why we're going to do it. And we're going to fucking just go guns blazing and, you know, jump on the ship and let's do this.
4: Totally. Right. Totally agree. Yeah, it's fun. I'm, I'm loving this adventure. This whole EXP thing has just been a blast. And it's cool. We're sharing this thing across the nation. Like, we're doing webinars constantly just sharing because everybody's like, what is this all about? Like, this is crazy. What do you mean there's no offices? Like, what? Like, that's just, it's funny because um, one of the other biggest brokerages in the world right now, they just had their big um, retreat over the weekend. And the owner of it was just talking all kinds of shit about all these other real estate companies out there, with EXP and one of them and a couple others that are really crushing it right now. And it's like, why would somebody publicly get on stage and talk shit about all these other people and drop names? Like it's one thing when you say, Hey, I know there's a company that's doing something like this. Just keep your eye out for it. But when you're going out there and publicly like calling out one company after another, like they're scared right now. For they're sure. totally it's exactly, scared. It's like insecurities, for it's sure. totally like you would not get out there and bash all these companies If you weren't scared of them. I mean, it's totally insecurities. They're projecting all of that out there. And in all honesty, it was stupid to go and drop the names because in his eyes, he probably assumes everybody in his audience has heard these companies' names before, but I bet you 75% of the people there had never heard the names before. Now you just put that name on the radar and I bet you they're out there researching it and be like, Hey, he mentioned this company called compass. He mentioned this company called exp. Like what are these guys about when they had never heard those names in their life and now they just moved up on their radar. That was stupid of him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks for helping the search engine optimization. Yeah. Our YouTube (laughs) video about exp is blowing
3: (laughs) up. It's awesome. (laughs)
1: Well, we uh, can't thank you guys enough for, for taking the time out to come out and to Spring Valley and and I know all the love you guys have given Sean at Cali Comfort and for coming to Valley Farm. We really appreciate you guys taking the time out and teaching us a little bit. Yeah,
0: um, it means a lot to us and you know to have people that are really invested in the community. That is, it means the world. I mean, the fact that you guys have given so much to East County um, to highlight the sexy things that mom and pop shops are doing. Um, that means that you have your heart in the right place and we're really fucking excited to find like-minded people in different industries and that's one of the cool things about the podcast is it allows us to talk to people doing great shit, understanding that 2018 is different and Amazon is here to play and once they start slanging houses and you can buy a house on your phone.
2: Um, we're already signed up with them. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we're ready <laughs> for you, it. Have
0: you figured out the notary thing? Because that's a fucking pain in the ass. Uh, you don't have a digital notary yet?
2: Not yeah, yet. Yeah, you did find out that You notary. got an app? For that? Yeah, it's called Shasta. It's yeah, called her Shasta. name is Shasta. She also <laughs> writes the blog. She
0: also writes the blog. Yeah, uh, we do have a social shout out for one of our listeners, uh, Primacy Meat Company. Uh, nothing but respect for Chris Wood out in uh, out in Virginia. This fucking guy. He said he was he listened to the podcast. He tuned into the Sam the Cooking Guy. He said he was going to contact Pitmasters in Texas, and he actually went and did it. Nice. So uh, he's living his barbecue dream. He's going to open up his shop next year. Uh, he's got a Instagram page at Primacy Meat Co. Uh, but we're going to be sending you out a behind-the-smoke mug. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, it means the world to Derek and I. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for coming out here. Follow them, East County Eats, on Facebook. If you want to learn how to make a real fucking sexy video, um, contact contact these guys because they're doing the right things and they're doing it in food which uh, makes us really really excited and hungry <laughs> and hungry yeah.
2: so that's guess. probably not great for your uh, for your diet is it no, no <laughs> go but smash it's
1: okay. a big ass salad bro <laughs> yeah just crush it I'm ready I'm so, ready but thanks again Yeah, guys. Thank ta- guys. Ta- tag
0: us in your photos uh, at barbecue war stories and we'll catch you guys next week <laughs>